Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. My dog got a new collar and I can't stop taking pictures of him because I'm crazy and the world is burning. It is indeed. I fainted and my boyfriend got a bug stuck in his ear. Happy Halloween. <laughs> what? What? Had some vegan mac and cheese last night and I don't really know what I was eating, but it was good. <laughs> there was a spider in a raspberry I picked and ate. Its legs tickled my lips and now I will never eat a raspberry again. Oh gosh. Have such a good day. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Have Such a Good Day. Yeah, I'm Sarah, by the way. Welcome to Have Such a Good Day. We're just we're just here, you know, like we always are, waiting to hang out with all all y'all. And uh, been a doozy of a week. (laughs) Usually is, Sarah. Usually is, but this is more of a doozy than usual. Yours? No way. I know. I don't believe it. It's is this fake news? I I don't know. It's not fake. No, it's. I mean, (laughs) gosh, man. uh, I wish it were. You know, we got election week next week, so I know Heather yeah. and I are kind of both on high alert. Yeah, we've got a full general. moon. Our second full moon is coming tomorrow, uh, as in we're recording on a Friday, so Saturday's Halloween, which is tomorrow. Full moon, blue moon. Full moon on, a, on Halloween. That's unusual. Oh, yeah. I mean, talk about, like, good omen, bad omen. Should we brace ourselves for a falling piano? I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> you know, 2020 is anything goes. It really does. Um, anything kind of goes on this show, but we all try to remind you before we start that this is a show where Heather and I unpack the absurdity of life, everyday life, just the, the everyday stuff that we all deal with for your entertainment because we're trying to, you know, have a little light at the end of the tunnel and hope you do as well. It is. It's a bit of a hodgepodge of what's going on in our lives, but we try to make it a little personal so maybe you can relate. And, you know, we we try to, I think what happens is it ends up being a therapeutic experience because we talk it out, we hash it out, uh, and we end up kind of laughing about it. So I'm, we're really glad that you're joining us for this crazy we ride. We certainly are. And, and honestly, like, Full disclosure, there are times where Heather and I will get together, you know, before the show, we're kind of going through, you know, we know what we're going to talk about, you know, you're having a good day, having a bad day. And sometimes like one or both of us is like, no, I am not having a good day. (laughs) 
you know and and once we're done with the show we both kind of go like high five okay that yeah was, we're like that, that was fun we feel better yeah, we feel better totally. now yeah like, so hang <laughs> so listen if you're joining us now being just pissed about something <laughs> or the world or anything in between welcome you are among friends you really and, are and uh you know we'll uh we'll we'll have some fun here we will definitely well why don't you kick us off with this fun that you speak of sarah well okay so it's <laughs> i i hate i hate to butter you all butter you all up a little bit too much but um so i had i had some i know i talk about that kind of airbnb hospitality figuring out property management stuff on the show all the time and i don't want to go on and on about that week after week but man we're in a pandemic i got nothing else <laughs> So this week was a meltdown of epic proportions. It was almost like Satan himself was like, Sarah, were you thinking that you would have a good week? Because I assure you, you will not. <laughs> well, it is Halloween week, so. You're exactly, yeah. Spooky. Full moon looming. Full moon looming. So we had these guests come and, you know, they're real nice, you know, and a lot of back and forth before they got here. You know, lots of questions. You know, we, we were all good to go. And they get here and there was like a malfunction of the pool and it's a very long story but it required water to cascade off of the roof and when i say cascade i don't mean like oh drip 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 it was like no like a waterfall like people were like screaming and running and like their lunches were ruined and it was like Whoa. it was like if like a something at a water park malfunctioned <laughs> it was that kind of thing you know, and so there was, you know, and I was kind of in my house just blissfully doing whatever I was doing, you know, and somebody comes out to my door is like, help, please. So anyway, so we dealt with that. That was the first thing. On Monday, um, or no, that, that was, so that was last Sunday. On Sunday night, and I knew this going in, um, PG&E, which is the power company in Northern California that I use, that we have here at the property, had said, we're going to cut your power. Um, likely, we're likely going to cut your power from this time to this time. So like Sunday night to like Monday midday. Which is happening a lot in California right now. Which not is, just yeah. where Sarah lives, but they do yeah. it to when there's high winds to avoid sparking a fire. They exactly. don't want to have a lawsuit, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's precautionary. Yeah. And you kind of go like, well, this sucks, but like, yeah, let's. <laughs> what are you going to do? Let's try not to spark more fires. Mm -hmm. So it's like, cool, we have a generator, you know, like it, mild disruption. Mm -hmm. Well, generator broke. So the power went out, generator broke, um, and then the power company, PG&E, had said, like, oh, it'll come back the next day. Nah, they took a whole nother day. It was, it was down for two nights, mm -hmm. which is, like, in these kind of cold climates that we're living in these days, Heather. Um, you know, to have, a, like, a big, you know, three families kind of packed into an old house with no heat, and no light and no hot and no water. nothing no hot no no that's terrible. nothing because the because the generator broke you know they were sort of like well can you fix the generator and i was like <laughs> girlfriend the last time i asked them to fix the generator it took six months you're like let me take out my toolkit <laughs> yeah like i can't do it i don't even like i don't even really know what a generator is but i i mean we trust me no one's coming out tomorrow yeah. you know like let's manage our expectations so that happened so that was great. Um, they actually left and then came back because the power came back on. It was a whole thing. And then 
Um, the next thing I got was, Sarah, the heat is off in the house. It's not working. There's like a, it's not a nest thermostat. It's an Ecobee. Same idea, you know, where it's like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's something that, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's modern. You can control from your phone, blah, blah, blah. I look at my phone. I'm like, ooh, they're right. Okay. Many, many hours later, what I figured out that I can, I am capable of doing, me, Sarah Lane, I can buy a fuse like an mm. old like glass thing fuse uh -huh. at a hardware store and swap out the fuse and like change you know like uh reignite the breakers and everything comes back on you again. did that i did it but wow. but i mean well i did it with some help from the landlord who walked me through everything because i was like i don't know what's going on it just yeah. looks like it's dead you probably have to come up here and he's like how about we don't do that and you <laughs> help me a little bit you know because i'm you know an hour drive away so that happened then toilet overflowed. Sarah, Sarah, we, Sarah are you we, serious? Yeah, this is Sarah, just like, wow, what all, a shit all show! All this week, all this week, this very <laughs> week, Sarah, the you know it's it's you know it's it's a real problem. Now, normally, I've got a plumber who happens to be the boyfriend of uh, our main house cleaner, and they're both lovely people. And I would just called him and said, "Hey, y'all, help me out a little bit." They just so happened to be in Utah on vacation. Hmm. So I had to like, hmm, you know, do that Google thing, like a uh, plumber near me, mm -hmm. you know, and call a bunch of places. Like, so finally someone was like, okay, we can send someone out within an hour. And I'm like, I'll pay anything. Just mm -hmm. bring them out. That happened. Then the pool heat died. Why? Oh my God. No one knew. Turns out bad filter. Definitely Satan. It sounds yeah. like a Satan. Ritual. Satan did his work, and you know, I mean, shout out to Satan, honestly, because <laughs> you a good one. Yeah, I mean, you really, you really one uh, disaster after the next. Yeah, it was. Um, he outdid himself. I'm kind of time. like at this point, and I, you might feel the same way, kind of just like dealing with stuff on your property as well. It's like, I never. There are certain things that upset me a lot, mm -hmm. you know, and and the kind of property stupid stuff upsets me less and less because i'm just like it's never gonna stop no you know it's, it's just it's messy. just we had a really weird week where a lot of things failed mm -hmm. right at the same time yeah you know and i got to deal with the people who are staying here who were like sarah what the hell you mm -hmm. know and i'm like this is very unusual you know but it just is going to happen and you can't let it get you down. No, and you, you really can't. And a lot of these things happen in threes or fours or five. Like we had a week where like a pipe burst and the water heater crapped out and something else happened. And it was like all within like, you know, 24 hours. And now things have been fairly quiet, but yeah, I mean, just sort of bracing myself for the next disaster. But yeah, that's the thing about property owning. It's just, there's constant, constant upkeep. upkeep. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. people with their needs and their problems and, and that kind of thing. But no, that's that's crazy. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff in a row. I mean, it was, I mean, it honestly, by yesterday, I was like, come on, what else you got? <laughs> Satan. Yeah. Bring it on. I was actually sort of reminded of, you know, life in general, because mm -hmm. of course, the people that come up to the uh, property rental, you know, I don't know them. Um, we talk beforehand to some extent you know they have questions and you know i'd give them information and stuff but for the most part it's like they're strangers who now share some space with me and mm -hmm. you know i kind of leave them alone unless they need me but uh because of the <clears throat> the heat situation the fuse thing and i was like really feeling myself where i'm like 
I am, you know, like I'm an electrician. And, you know, because I, I did it right and I got it all fixed. It wasn't really that hard. But, you know, <laughs> anyway, new territory for me. At one point, I walk into the house and, you know, there's a bunch of people. I don't really know. I never really know how people are spread out or who is mm -hmm. who or, you know, whatever. And someone says, Sarah, where's your mask? And I was like, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, hold on a second. Let me run out and get it. Mm -hmm because I had entered the house without a mask on mm. because you know when I see everybody you know we're kind of sure shouting at each other it's from 10 mistake. 10 to 50 and 20 feet away kind of thing mm. and I you know I was like no you're right you're right I did not even think about it because yeah, yeah I just didn't you know I'm usually I usually don't go into anyone's house and like try to fiddle around with an HVAC in a closet so it was it you know it's learning experience i suppose yeah i had a spooky experience this week <laughs> i fainted you fainted i fainted yeah okay um I've, I've never fainted before i've heard stories about people fainting and i've always been sort of curious I, i've been faint i've felt faint uh before when i get like a shot or blood test or whatever but mm. uh, i've never really fainted like for reals like you know, technically. Um, and uh, it was a really traumatic experience. So what happened? Well, I um, I just got a regular blood test, just got it like a physical. And I, you know, I get nervous. I, I don't like getting my blood drawn. I don't like needles. I don't like the thought of it. Even if I don't look at it, I don't mm -hmm. like it mm -hmm. because I imagine the needle going in my vein and then, the, you know, they're patting your arm to get your vein to pop out. It's just the whole thing is gross and it freaks me out and I'm a wimp. I was also in an unfamiliar place. I think it's hard to, you know, if I would have gone to like my regular doctor, I would have felt maybe more comfortable, but I went to someone new and it was like a different lab and it was kind of like they were shuffling people through like weird COVID line thing. Mm, mm -hmm. And it just, I was nervous. It was like yeah. Monday morning. It was just bad mojo in general. It was weird, bad mojo. Yeah. And but anyway, long story short, it's not that exciting of a story, but I tend to, you know, I, I really butter myself up. I'm like, you're good. You're good. When, you know, nine o'clock rolls around, it's going to be over. You'll be done with it. You don't have to do it for another year or whatever. And I, and I really do uh, take time to kind of make myself feel like it's going to be okay. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. You know, but I am nervous. I can feel the nerves in my body and, you know, I start to feel like more faint and more faint and more faint. And I i'm used to that whatever and then i don't know i blacked out and um i when i came to i like spilled water all over me and the first thing i saw was like the nurse's glittery bat ears because you know it was halloween and it was just the weirdest experience and they probably just, tried to give you like a candy with sugar no, they didn't give me shit. oh and they put a wet rag on the back of my neck and that I found later, I'm like, why am I all wet? I'm like in the car and I'm like, this rag is still stuck oh in my sweater. Oh God, no, honestly, and the guy said my lips went white and it's not that they weren't friendly or warm because they were like concerned, but like they didn't even walk me out. They didn't even walk me into the other room and then out the door, like they didn't see me out. It was just kind of a weird kind of transactional experience, but you know, it's, it's over, I'm alive, but it, you know, I really uh, do feel like I lost a couple seconds of my life. It was, it was a little well, spooky. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. I mean, that is traumatic. I've never actually, I have never fainted from getting blood drawn, even though I'm kind of like you, I am mm -hmm. a real baby about it. I don't like it. 
I, you know, I have to look away. I have to like do like weird breathing, mm -hmm. but I, but I have, I have fainted before in more of like lady part stuff. Yeah. You're down there. I don't like it. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. It's happened. And I know that feeling where you kind of wake up and you're like, where am like what's happening and everything gets white yeah you know like i i feel like super uncomfortable you know you feel horrible yeah oh and you have like oh my whole body was covered in like sweat every part yeah. of my body was sweaty it it's was like so weird the ultimate like fight or flight totally that's that's actually a good way of putting it you know yeah. body thing anyway i'm yeah. fine i'm alive yeah. and kicking but i think i died for a second well i'm so glad um you know, it's funny, I, for some reason, I don't know, you you and I share mm -hmm. the same brain sometimes. I had a really weird dream last night, and I won't go into because dreams are stupid, but like, it had a lot to do with getting blood drawn, and in the dream, mm. I didn't want to do it. And I kept saying to people, I, you can't draw my blood because of the medication I'm taking, I'm exempt. And that actually is not true, but it used to be because I used to take epilepsy medication. I remember and, that. And just, you know, just the way that, that, you know, what it did to your blood, whatever, they always were like, <laughs> don't want your <laughs> blood right now, you know, <laughs> come back when you're better or never. And so I was kind of like, I felt like I was like, I have this like cool out for a while because I didn't want to do it anyway. Man, I just don't ever want to do that again. But I, I will say that I am uh, have a really clean bill of health. In fact, it was funny because I was like, oh, he's going to tell me my electrolytes are low because my, my boyfriend's always like, you don't drink enough water. So I was expecting like maybe <laughs> like I was anemic or like whatever. Um, yeah. But no, he was like, your electrolytes are great. Good vitamin D, like your picture of health. Like, so I'm like, okay, good. So, you know. All yeah, is not lost. So it was really just nerves. You yeah, just don't definitely. like getting your blood taken. And nope. man, you know, I'm with you on that. I'm glad you're, you know, you're back to normal. Thanks, man. Uh, moving on, I don't want to talk about the election because I assume we'll talk about it next week. Uh, I don't know exactly what we're going to talk about because who even knows? But um, Because we don't get very political on the show. We don't, but... we don't. But, you know, it's it's something that, it's been weighing heavily on me. And, you mm -hmm. know, we'll, I'll just put a pin in that one. But <laughs> part of... I think what a lot of people are going through, well, I know that they are, is it's it's like we all kind of want to avoid these difficult conversations about stuff that is really, really important that will affect all of our lives. Politics mm -hmm. being one of those things, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we're you know just a couple of days away. But, uh, but I end up, I read lots of kind of think pieces that are just... It's not that they're negative, but they're just so, it's like the times that we're living in makes everybody kind of like just veer negative. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, these people did this. They must be mm -hmm. monsters, you know, yeah. or, you know, so-and-so did the, you know, kind of thing. And a lot of that is lost on me because, you know, there's only so much I can read in a day and, you know, I'll just watch The Mandalorian and, you know, be happy about my life, <laughs> right? Or, or this other reality show I got into recently, it's, that's a story for another time. But my doom scrolling, as I like to call it, mm -hmm. you know, as, like you know as everyone calls it, has reached high levels. Um, and one of these levels involved The Cut, which is New York Magazine's kind of like, it's like a, it's the, it's the part of the magazine that is... Like style and fashion. Style and, and fashion, but also kind of society. like, yeah, like new tech 
And yeah. you get a lot of, yeah, like YouTube stars and, you know. Kind of trending stories. Exactly, exactly. Sort of. Actually really like the cut. Um, I like the cut too. Yeah, it's subscription based, but you know, you can open up a browser and get around it. You know. Yeah, I got locked out this morning when I was scoping your story. Yeah, yeah, read it, yeah. But. but anyway, so, and I don't have to go like down too much of a rabbit hole about this because admittedly, the idea of adoption, like adopting a child, mm-hmm. I am very much not a person who has any knowledge about that and I cannot speak with any authority about this but this was it's one of those stories where it's like YouTube super couple um adopted mm-hmm. this kid and this kid was um they're they're uh, American they're Caucasian they adopted um a, a boy from China I don't know a couple years ago I think maybe maybe mm-hmm. just last year and um, he had some developmental issues and they were cool with it, but sort of didn't really understand what exactly they were getting themselves into. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that they, and they have like five, six of their own children, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Christian family, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're adopting, but we got a lot of kids, like more kids, the better kind yeah. of thing. And apparently, and this happens with a lot of YouTube stars. I use YouTube as like the shining example, but like it could be Instagram, could be TikTok, could be all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. But you kind of know what I mean, right? It's like the people who, you know, garner fame by sharing their most intimate um, moments in life of like, you know, the family units, you know? Drama. and Yeah. And, and, you know, where, you know, there's the more the merrier. We're all in this together. Mm -hmm. So many kids kind of thing, you know. And so, you know, I'm reading the story and it, the story goes pretty sideways. Um, The, the people who adopted the child, uh, they claim that they did not realize the extent of what has been now diagnosed as like stage three autism, you know, or something where it's, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. You know, it's, it's, you Mm kind of have to come to terms with not being able to, you know, have your kid kind of go off and on their own ever, you know, they're, they're always Mm going to be with you and there's going to be some trouble and there's going to be some, you know, communication issues and this and that. And they, 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 they they gave their kid away to somebody else. Now, now Mm -hmm. I, again, I do not know these people. I do not know anything about adoption. And so I am telling you all this with zero judgment about whether this was a good or bad idea. Sure. All I can say is as someone who was reading, I was like, oh my gosh, I mean, how stressful. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. you got, you, there's, you know, you're trying to do a good thing. You think your life is stressful. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. Why do you think yeah. I'm childless? Puts things into perspective. It really does. But yeah, it was, it was just sort of like this kind of insane story about, and, okay, so the second part of this is, okay, so putting aside whether they did things right or wrong, you know, because again, I I will not judge people that I don't know about something that I don't know anything about, but the whole thing was that they were like YouTube stars, you know, and, you know, on Instagram, and this whole process was heavily documented, and then it kind of turned into, you know, people being like, where what is happening you know like where's your kids you know this whole this whole kind of storyline that we've been Mm -hmm. fed that you know we are contributing to because you now get you know advertiser money and stuff because a lot of people are watching your you know your content no matter what it is Mm -hmm. you know what what what's going on 
So the last I heard was that they had sort of come forward and said, here's what happened. It's horrible. We feel awful about it. And they've had a lot of backlash about it. And I was really bummed, you know, reading that, you know, because again, again, I do not know anything about what it must feel like to go through something like this, whether it ends up well or terribly, nothing. Um, but I, you know, I read a story like this and I'm like, ooh, I can see why people would be angry with you because you mm -hmm. seem, you know, flippant, right? Like you don't yeah. adopt a kid and then be like, mm, harder than I thought it would be. But yeah. at the same time, there's only so much, you know, that, and if you don't understand what you're getting yourself into, it's really scary. Yeah, and I mean, it's, talk about like complicated lives. I mean, especially with that many other kids and, you know, it's weird. It's like that, I think as you get older and you you consider being an older parent or whatever, it's like you almost, you might as well just like have kids when you're young because you overthink and then you're gonna be like, oh, you just don't know what you're gonna get. You, you have no idea what you could end up giving birth to or adopting. Right. And you could get all, any kind of problems, psychological, you know, physical and, um, I think, I think that's actually kept me from having kids in some ways. I'm like, I don't know what, you know, what kind of situation could I handle or not handle, you know? And it's like that unknown that, um, yeah. gives me sort of anxiety around it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I mean, I don't have kids either. I, I always thought I would have them eventually, you know, but mm -hmm. you think that when you're young and you go, ah, some time, you know, mm -hmm. at this point in my life, I'm like, I don't, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that where that goes, where that fits in to anything. You know, life well, is pretty especially hard. With the world right now, you know, and I think yeah. we don't really know what it's going to be like next year. I mean, it could continue to downward spiral. Knowing that, you know, friends, our friends overseas might not like us as much anymore. You know, in America, I've just heard this story about, you know, just Americans are just not very well loved right now. And it's, you know, it could get worse. And I would say keeping your life simple. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I think the only, this is a terrible comparison, but the only thing that I compare, could compare to this, this article was like, okay, you know, if I adopted my dog Otis mm -hmm. and things had gone really sideways, yeah. you know, like how, how sideways do they have to go before I say he needs to be rehomed? Yeah. You know, so, somebody who can treat him better, not because I'm a bad person, mm -hmm. but because like, I can't have my life melt down. I mean, mm -hmm. luckily that that's not what happened, even though he's <laughs> challenging at times, but, mm -hmm. but that sort of thing, it's like, I really don't, I don't know. I hate, I hate for anybody to snap judge um, you know, somebody who was like, my intentions were good, mm -hmm. but reality wise, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And, and they don't know the, the whole story. You know, that's the problem oh, totally. with the public. It's like, they don't know all the ins and outs of right. what they went through. And so of and course they're going to be really critical. Exactly. And I think that they're, you know, people feeling regret about doing, saying, I, I should have probably done this differently. But mm -hmm. again, hindsight, right? Yeah. Like I, you know, I, I didn't know what I knew until right now. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I tend to empathize or I try to sure. anyway, you know, with that sort of thing. Yeah, you have to. Um, it's, it's hard to put yourself in another person's shoes and you, you know, you can, there's 
it's easy to judge. It's, it's easy to quickly judge, but you know, there's probably a much more detailed story behind it that, and they're probably good people. And, but yeah, it's yeah. tough. I mean, being a public personality, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a whole other story, but, um, that's, that's just gotta be challenging. They're going to have really harsh critics. It's like totally. unavoidable. So, you know, to, to, uh, come full circle, <laughs> my doom scrolling has reached really epic levels. Well, it is Halloween week. Help me somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, I sometimes like look at like adopt, adoptable dogs or oh, cats I do too. that I, I'm, I, I can't, I can't do that right now. I, I have one dog, one cat, all good. But I sometimes look at them just to like feel better where I'm like, you know what I could do? I could adopt that kitten <laughs> right now. And then I kind of, you know, sometimes I'm like, it like cleanses the palate. It does. I think that's a a good exercise. Although then I get, I start feeling really empathetic for all the animals that are, don't have homes. And I get really kind of sad because I want to save them all. But that's, that's a story for another day. Of course. Yeah. But I was, I'm going to drop one last little bit of horror on you uh, because it is Halloween week. And I love Halloween, and it's been a month of horror movies for me. So I need to come clean about this, though. I like horror, but I don't like gore. And there's a lot of times in movies, I might really like a movie that ends up being really gory, but I don't like the gore. I don't enjoy the gore. I know a lot of people like gore. Um, it's something that I close my eyes often. If it's if it's sort of fake looking and kind of hokey and kind of funny in a way like I don't mind it so much and not realistic but um I I still can very much appreciate uh you know gore and sort of special effects and uh you know there's a uh I would call him sort of the godfather of Italian gore Lucio Fulci that I've gotten really into um he's a filmmaker that a lot of people are very divided on him he's one of like the top three Italian horror filmmakers and people are, you know, it's, it's just very controversial because some people will, you know, they just bow down to him. They think he's like a genius. And then other people, you know, really knock him for having plot holes and bad acting and, and that kind of thing. Um, I, sure. I mean, movies can range in so many ways. I mean, you can, it could be an Oscar winning perfect movie, or it can be a really entertaining movie, but might lack, you know, Uh, a good, you know, a really good screenplay or good direction or something, you know, there's something, there's a good, there's a takeaway with every movie, I feel like. Um, And Lucio Fulci is definitely a a favorite of mine. He has a dark humor and he's supposedly like the goriest director ever. And I think that's partially why he's so controversial. Um, But he's so like almost comical in his like zooms, you know, and very like creates this like kind of really... Uh, very unique kind of atmosphere and tone. He's known for beautifully staging gore. So it's like, you know, it's like an art form essentially, um, which is why I really appreciate it. It's not my thing, but I totally appreciate the art form. You know, he's really into cats and dogs. He always has like animals in his movies and stuff. And, um, but again, I'm just attracted to artists and filmmakers who kind of have a cohesive voice and have like something to say and he clearly has something to say so I am going to share my uh, top five favorite essential Fuji films so five being my least favorite out of the five and then number one being my most favorite so number okay. five is the beyond 1981 it's also called seven doors of death um, but this is a lot of people's favorite Fulci movie it's um 
it's good. It's a really solid movie. Um, it's uh, about a young woman who inher inherits an old hotel in Louisiana, and she finds out it was built over one of the entrances to hell. So you can imagine what happens. But mm. it's a it's a it's mm. a it's a lovely horror movie. Spooky. If you're into horror movies, it is uh, definitely something that you should see. Um, the special effects and makeup um, is incredible, and it's a real hoot. It's a real like popcorn flick. Um, number four, Lizard in a Woman's Skin. This is from 1971. This is something I talked about when I was talking about giallos. So this is technically a giallo. It's a really solid like crime mystery with a score by Ennio Morricone, who is my absolute favorite. Um, that's all I listen to these days. Um, and this is a great, a great movie. This is a good one for you to even see, Sarah, because it's not too scary. No, it's not too scary. And it's just kind of sexy and and kind of glamorous and yeah. that kind well, of thing. Well, you know me, yeah. you and you love a sexy, sexy. movie. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> Don't Torture a Duckling. I've talked about this one too. This is another one of my favorite giallos from 1972. You know, it's funny that the titles often with the giallos, they don't really apply to what's happening in the movie. So like, I don't even know where the Don't Torture a Duckling comes in play. Yeah, because I, I think I would read that title and I'd be like, eh, oh, I don't me know, too. Animal uh, it's stuff. funny when, when I was presented with this movie, I'm like, I'm not watching that because it's going to be animal cruelty. I can't do it. But no, it has nothing to do with ducklings. Um, it is, I would say more accessible as Fulci's go. Number two, I mean, God, this, this movie, I just, I can't stop thinking about it. It's called zombie, um, AKA zombie two with no E, which is like the original title. It's kind of weird. And AKA Zombie Flesh Eaters from 1979. This is sort of a sequel to George Romero's Dawn of the Dead from 1978. I mean, the tagline is, we are going to eat you. It's it's very much a classic <laughs> zombie flick. It's a must-see for zombie aficionados if you've not seen it. It has some of the craziest, most memorable scenes I've ever seen in a movie before. One being, I, I, honestly, Sarah, this, this scene was so mind-blowing. It was a woman, she's basically, she goes scuba diving, they're in like a tropical island, and she's in basically nothing. She's like going naked scuba diving. So, I mean, there's usually a lot of like nudity and like that has a little sexploitation in a lot of these movies. So she's a beautiful woman. She's kind of in this like really scantily, like very thin kind of G-string bikini thing. And, you know, she puts her scuba gear on and she goes in and you know she's she's down there she's taking pictures of the fish and stuff and and then there's a shark and i'm sitting there watching this thing going this is not special effects this is real footage of this woman naked with her scuba gear on and there's a shark coming at her and it's the most and this is actually like you can read about it online it's like a crazy thing but this is a real scene it's wild and then it turns into a scene with a there's a zombie under the water and it gets into like a fight with the shark and it's this whole thing and then there's a slow eyeball piercing that i close my eyes for but it is a very famous scene and it's actually really amazing um and a worm eye situation but um, i'll let you guys watch this and report back finally my favorite uh, fulci movie is house by the cemetery 1981 Kella via accanto al cimitero I'm not very good at Italian because I didn't study it, but there you have it. <laughs> this is about a New York couple um, moves to a house in the country and there's a man living in the basement. The The great thing about this movie, this is this is a definitely an accessible, more straightforward horror. It's not a giallo. This couple has a kid named Bob and it's so hilarious because the entire movie, she's looking for her kid. So it's like, Bob, 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 
Bob. And so she says Bob like a hundred times and it's become this thing where people do like drinking games whenever like she says Bob. It's hilarious. It's like worth seeing just for that. It's very amusing. So that's my little roundup for you guys. And I will take a serious break from talking about horror movies, at least to spare Sarah and any of you out there who <laughs> don't like horror movies. I apologize. But it is it's like what Sarah said. You know, it's kind of what's happening in my pandemic life. I'll, I'll try to diversify next time. <laughs> Well, no. Hey, man. I mean, we get a lot of good feedback from people saying more, Heather, more. So, you know, bring on the. I feel like I'm like, I mean, aren't we getting to the end? Of, like, how many horror movies are there? But <laughs> I would be wrong because there's so many. Okay, of them. It's funny that you bring this up because I keep thinking I've seen all the greats because I think I have. I've seen like some of the best ever made. But my boyfriend is I, I thought I was a movie buff until I met my boyfriend and he I mean it's unbelievable the stuff he comes up with I'm like, I've never heard of that and it's by you know um, Peter Jackson who did Lord of the Rings he did this horror yeah, movie sure, sure. as one of his first movies that's brilliant it's a zombie movie actually and I'm like I had no idea he did that like you know there's it, you really have to kind of dig and there's you know there's mm. obviously the mainstream stuff out there but there's so many more and you could never watch everything you just can't there's so much stuff sure. out there and the genre is so vast, mm -hmm. right? It's like, you know, like you say, nothing too scary, you know, or nothing too gore, mm -hmm. or or maybe it's both of those things. I mean, there it's yeah, a lot of movies that that whole thing encompasses. Exactly. Well, you know what we'd like to do before we move on is to thank uh, new patrons. And this week, you know who we're thanking? We're thanking Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, welcome what to the show. What up, Jeff? And we're also up, thanking Jeff? old patrons. We, we, we have some other patron Jeffs, so all Jeff patrons, please, you know, pat yourselves on the back. You're all the best. We just have a new Jeff. We have a new Jeff. And that's all we know about Spelled him. Spelled with a J. Or her. Who knows? Yeah. So, uh, so yes. Thank you. Um, thank you to all patrons. Yes. Thank you. I've always been interested in like the two spellings of Jeff. There's like the J-E-F-F -F and then the G-E-O-F-F, -F, which mm -hmm. I have a cousin named mm -hmm. Geoff. And it, I'm like, where did that come from? Like, why G-E-O-F-F? -F? It's interesting. It's just an, it's an old English spelling of Jeffrey. Mm, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I've I've known some some G E O F Fs, and it's it's funny, you know, with names. I mean, you and I both have names where it's like, I mean, unless we have nicknames, there's not really a shortening of either of our names. No, you know, like I'm I. You can call me Sarah if you want, but like that's not really like my I mean, name. You call me Hev, but then it's like yeah. H E A T H E, and that's cute, but it's it's not really like a different name no and then you wouldn't but something say heath, like because that's something like right yeah and then there's heath and i always think of a heath bar and it's a whole thing <laughs> um but something like jeffrey is like you know if your name is jeff well maybe on your birth certificate your name is jeffrey mm -hmm. maybe not yeah doesn't have to be mm -hmm. you know kind of like how you're saying bob yeah you know like well i mean her son was probably named robert yeah. but like maybe it wasn't maybe it was just bob or bobby yeah, or Bobby, you know, but like it's, you know, that stuff fascinates I, me. Oh, me too. And it's funny. It's like, why would you, when you name a child Bob, it's like call him Bobby kind of, because that's like more what? of like well, a childlike like, version. Like think of the infant. No, like, it's so strange. My Bob? infant Bob. Oh, it's very bizarre. Well, also because of Twin Peaks, I have issues with that name. Um, mm. And no offense to any Bobs out there, no. but like Never. I just, Bob is it's kind of a scary name. Uh because of Twin Peaks. And I don't, I, yeah, I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole because, like, I'll get scared again. I won't be able to sleep tonight. But um, we don't want that. Just a reminder, 
that if you're if you're like, hey, Patreon sounds fun. How do I join? Patreon.com slash have such a good day. That is our community. Um, it is a community supported podcast that we're doing. And we really appreciate everybody who supports us at any level, um, starting as you know low as one dollar a month. Uh, to help us, you know, keep 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 the lights on around here, and thank you in advance. And we welcome as many of you as we want to build as an empire. We, so we really do, yeah. A fun, very happy, happy and, and, and delightful <laughs> empire. You know, ice cream mm-hmm. and you know, fuzzy puppies things. and rainbows. But, but we uh, have a grab bag of uh, <laughs> correspondence here. Um, why don't you take the first one, Sarah? We do. I will. The first one comes from Brandon who says, uh, glad to be here listening for a year. I think I don't remember exactly because of the year. (laughs) Brandon, (laughs) we hear you. I was going to email y'all when you said my name on last week's episode. It was correct. Most people don't get it right. Yay. Well, good, Brandon. I'm glad to have you with us. Thanks for being with us all this time and hope to have you for another year plus. Um, Mavros uh, wrote in and said, Heather, you need your own show about life on the chaparral. And that's with a farmer emoji. I thought this was really sweet because he, 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 she was clearly listening um, because I did mention that yeah. our property is more like a chaparral now. It used to be a forest. So thanks for listening. And, and, and just just for everybody who's like, what's that? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, it's just more of like an open space where things grow. It's more of like a, you know, less the tall trees and more of kind of low shrubs and and that kind of thing mm. i mean i think i, I, I maybe i'm making this up but it, it, it's a way to describe a certain kind of landscaping yeah yeah got it okay the real definition it's north american so i think this is something we learned in america here um vegetation consisting chiefly of tangled shrubs and thorny bushes wow that's actually really funny so i was right about the shrub thing i didn't know they had to be tangled and thorny um, that's uh, very descriptive <laughs> and they probably, they probably don't. I think it's probably more of like, is it tall or is it, you know, yeah, exactly. That's really, thing. that's really funny. Interesting. Um, and then we have, we've been talking about cocktails in discord and just to share with you what you're missing out on. You should join us in discord. If you, um, haven't already, uh, Gardner V V H um, he responded to, I had mentioned, I had some like really fascinating campfire cocktail that had like campfire coming out of it. There's a place here that does them and very good. It had Japanese whiskey. Um, so he says, Heather, your comment reminded me that I used to make a rule for myself that I should try at least one new mixed drink each month that I've never tried before. 2020 put the kibosh on that, but I think I'm ready to fight for some normality. Thank you, yeah, Gardner. Yeah, you and That's... me too, Gardner. <laughs> yeah, and um, I I totally agree with you, and I think that we all need some normality. Um, real quick here. Yeah, yeah, normality, normalcy, whatever you want to call it. Let's get back to our new normal. Also on Discord, a fun place to hang out with all your friends, Long Welsh said, I'm still weirdly panicked by those Japanese whiskey producers discontinuing stuff, making a proper old-fashioned which takes a while, is so rewarding, though. This is true. I love me some Japanese whiskey. Um, and then Brian Nottingham uh, chimes in and says, equal parts green chartreuse, Carpano Antica sweet vermouth, and scotch of choice, possibly the best cocktail ever, except the mighty 
maybe accepting the mighty Negroni, of course, which I'm mm. so with you, Brian. I'm a big Negroni fan and I really love scotch. And I think, I believe I've had this cocktail that you speak of. Um, that's a really wonderful combination. I, I like stuff that isn't super sweet. And Sarah, I almost think you would like this because I know you like maybe a savory cocktail. I know you're more of a wine person, but uh, yeah, I definitely, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I am so not a cocktail person. Mm -hmm. I don't dislike cocktails. I just don't crave them. Yeah, and when I don't people have anymore. like a bunch of you know different liqueurs at their house, I'm yeah. like, wow. I mean, you have this whole like area for like for all the drinks. Like I just like put some wine in the fridge and call it a day. I know I've gotten more like you. Like I, you know, I used to love a good cocktail, and I do occasionally but I have lost the taste for it I'm just like I like wine and so I stick with wine and every once in a while I'll get a wild hair and maybe get one before dinner if I'm at a restaurant which I'm not at restaurants very much anymore but sure. I really appreciate yeah. the art of it though so um, that was a fun conversation a friend of mine yes honestly like keep them coming Again, if you're not in our Discord, you're really missing out. Patreon.com slash have such a good day to figure out what tier you should be on to be on our Discord. We'd love to have you. Yeah, um, a would. friend of mine uh, took me out for my birthday. It was a, it, my birthday was several weeks ago now, but it was a, you know, sort of belated kind of birthday thing. And we, you know, had like a little flight of wine. And then we were at a ramen place and it, they didn't really have wine there. Like it was weird or I don't know. They had like weird stuff. And there was a me, like a, a fizzy mezcal drink. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's kind of on the menu and I'm like seeing other stuff that's in the mezcal drink. And I was like, I don't know. And I just said to the, the woman who was who was our server for the night is it sweet? And she's like, oh no, not at all. And I was like, let's get it. Yeah, you know, like, totally. We'll, we'll, do, we'll just like split me. it between the two of us, you know, cause it was just me and another friend. It was so <laughs> good. Yum. I love mezcal. So that's why I think you like scotch. Cause scotch has that smoky vibe. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit more, you know, like, you know, eating my own leather jacket. This is true, but one of these days when we're <laughs> we're old and wrinkly, we're gonna kick back at, at a, have in some front scotch? of a fireplace and have some scotch and talk about. I'm old into times. it. I'm into it, Heather. <laughs> you know, and I, I want to throw in one last thing and on a high note, uh, we got a review, an iTunes review from Gardner. He was threatening in Discord. He was gonna give us a review, and we were very excited. He was buttering us up. Hmm. Um, anyway, it's a really great review, and and thank you so much, Heather and Sarah's podcast is the perfect antidote to this mad year 2020 two friends get together once a week and the result is that you get to smile share a chuckle about life and realize that we do have the power to improve our own days my day is always better after listening to these two friends a must listen oh Thank man you, Gardner. that is so nice oh my gosh hey reminder that you don't have to listen to our podcast on itunes but itunes reviews go a long way if they you, do because it hits you, a mainstream it, audience. If you a got, lot of people yeah. go to iTunes by default. If you got nice things to say, man, we'd love an iTunes review. Um, and thank you in advance. And thank you so much to Gardner for those kind words. It really gives me the fuzzies. It really does. And it makes me have such a good day. So thank you, Gardner. Absolutely. You're the best. Yeah, you guys are all the best. We, I, I love chatting with you guys <laughs> on the rig. the best. Yes. Yes, of course. Well, by the time we all see each other next week, mm -hmm. uh, you know, spooky season will be over. It will. And I'll stop talking about horror movies, I promise. Well, For a little while, at least. It's, it's, you know, I think people like it. I mean, you know, be yourself. Okay. But, um... 
But uh, yeah, we're getting into winter. We what are. about that? Sweaters. I'm wearing a turtleneck today. It was like 36 oh, man. degrees. This I'm wearing morning. a sweater with a with a long sleeve shirt underneath. <laughs> I was cold this morning. Yeah, yeah. winter, man. Bracing myself. Anyway, well, you guys, um, it's been so fun. We will see you so soon. Yes, Next we week, it's going to be here before you know it because time is flying. But I will remain Heather. And I will remain Sarah. And please, we beg you, have such a good day. Do it or die. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs>Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.